Building jails are often necessary, but they always come with a cost. The costs are more than the actual construction of the building. The jail has to be staffed as well. For years, the Clay County Commission has been discussing building a jail to alleviate their overcrowding, among other things. That's what's trending today. I'm your host, Ben Rogers, and my guests today are Clay County Mayor Del Reagan and Clay County Sheriff Brandon Boone. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for being here. I've known y'all both since 2006, and that's when I was located back in Cookville for uh, for my career at CTAS and took over the Upper Cumberland area. And one of the first counties I went to as myself, because I used to come with my uncle back um, back when he worked. We worked together in 2005, 2006. We go to Clay County quite a bit. He loved Clay County. Of course, y'all know you're my favorite. Uh, no offense to anybody else. I've told Del Reagan that for years. But I've known you both since 2006. Brandon, you were actually already at the sheriff's office. I was. Uh, and you were chief deputy then under Sheriff Story, I believe. Dale, you were running for election in 2006 and got elected in August. So we've had a good relationship, I'd say. Oh, yeah. Uh, enjoyed working with both of you. And Clay County is a, a unique dynamic. It's a beautiful county. It's got Del Hollow Lake, and we'll talk more about that. You shared Del Hollow with Pickett County. Uh, I think Del Hall, uh, Clay County is home to Del Hall Lake, correct? I mean, Absolutely. That's, yeah, that's what yes. I thought. Yes. So we'll talk more about that later. But I am curious to know, Sheriff. And that's where the big fish was caught at. You know? It was on that yeah. side, right? Yeah. The world record yeah. one? Yeah. yeah. It was I, I, born in Fentress, <laughs> <laughs> conceived in Pickett, but it was caught, caught there in Clay County. That's right. Yeah. I've heard that before. You've told me that before. That's funny. I got to know, Sheriff. Did you ever get a chance to work with my uncle at CTAS? I did in uh, earlier stages of my career. Now, I wasn't involved as much in the budget then as I am now, but uh, I, I do remember working with him. And I know when, when Dale got elected, actually when you were running, people had told you you need to talk to Bill Rogers. Yeah, unfortunately I didn't have the opportunity to uh, to work with uh, Bill, but I, I heard a lot of good things about him. Uh, uh, Donna and Lisa that works in my office, they had the opportunity to work with him and uh, – uh, they loved him to death. They yeah. said he was something else to work with. And he loved Clay County. And I hate that you didn't get to work with him, but uh, um, God had different plans and, and got, I guess probably brought you and I closer in the way it worked. But I've enjoyed working with you. I, and I, I know this qu- answer to this question, but I want our listeners to be informed about my guests. I always do. Are you lifelong residents of Clay County, Sheriff? Are you, you've been there all your life? Born and raised. Dale? Absolutely. That's yes. what I thought. I know you played football, had yes. a good football team at Clay County High School when you yes. played. Uh, I think you beat Upperman several times, which a I won't times. hold that against you. We've talked about that a little bit. His size was a factor. He was so, <laughs> he was so small, he didn't get to play much. Play much. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon's a pretty uh, pretty uh, athletic, good-sized sheriff, and it's, uh, but he's, I will say, soft-spoken. Um, so... Dale, of course, you've been sheriff's office how long, uh, Sheriff? I started in uh, 1996. So you've been there a long time. You've been in public service since 96. Dale, you and I have talked. I know you were the Moss Fire Chief at one time. Was that your first experience in public service? Probably so, yeah. uh, I got uh, appointed to Fire Chief. I was assistant chief for about a year. And then uh, I got appointed to uh, chief. And... um, I've tried to leave several times, and I, I've not been able to be successful in that. But uh, now I've been blessed being a fire chief at Moss at a small rural volunteer fire department for 30, 33 years now. And volunteer fire departments are so important to counties. Absolutely. And, and the protection of the citizens. And, and a lot of people don't think about it. They think about a volunteer fire department as being small, and they don't do a whole lot, and it's not a full-time job, and it's not. It's volunteer. But there's so much management to that, I mean, if you're the chief, you're managing not only uh, a fire, but you're managing money because you've got money come in. Y'all have fundraisers. You gotta, you gotta spend that money on. You know, it's not a lot. I mean, I know the community helps out with whatever 
as far as donations go, but you got to manage a small budget, but you're still managing. Yeah. So that kind of gave you experience too, before, as you come into county mayor. It did, and 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 times has changed a lot, and you know that being uh, about three years ago, I guess it was when the legislators uh, uh, passed legislation that uh, volunteer fire departments had to do their financial report and send it to the comptroller's office. So that was another, I guess. Uh, uh, thing that we had to start taking care of in, in the volunteer fire department realm and everything. So there's there's so many things. You, you wind up spending more time in volunteer departments of raising funds to keep it afloat and uh, than you do, you know, uh, as far as fighting fires and stuff. So, I mean, uh, training is very important, and it's getting harder and harder to get younger folks to, to uh, volunteer, and I wish that, uh, you know, that uh, – I've been barking this for a long time to our state legislators and everything. You got to do something. Got to come up with some kind of an incentive right. to encourage young folks to get involved in this. Because, like you said, volunteer departments are very uh, a very uh, uh, important part of our our community. And uh, for your uh, insurance, for your homeowners' insurance and everything, it really plays a big part in that. And I'm glad you mentioned the the lack of participation or maybe the volunteers are not as many and that's across the state in our rural counties i mean mm-hmm. that's everywhere uh 13 counties i have i hear that a lot you just don't have as many volunteers so how do you provide fire protection it, it's it gets tough you know and and of course the sheriff's office plays a role in that as well but there's not as many as you and there's you're having a hard time keeping people as well yeah i can't find employees even paid employees paid, paid employees so it's not only volunteers but it's paid employees yep. um and unfortunately sometimes when you find them you get them through training get them certified and they stay a year or two and they may go somewhere else they do and you start the process all over again we'll talk about your budget some more later what made you and, I, and i'll ask both of you but sheriff i'll start with you what made you decide to go work for the sheriff's office in 96 well, I graduated high school in '96, uh, in the spring of '96, and I had a good, a dear good friend of mine uh, was already involved in law enforcement. Uh, asked me if I was interested. I never thought about law enforcement, and uh, uh, I got hired Halloween night uh, of 1996. And uh, he, my best friend, I consider him my best friend, got killed in 1998. He was a police officer at Livingston Police Department at that time. Mm. Um, so. Uh, Les Roberts was who it was. He's he's the one that got me involved in it. Right. So it's stuck with you. You love it. You do a great job. Uh, both of you do. Dale, and I, I know I've talked to you, but uh, several times, both of you are public servants at heart. What made you decide to take that leap to run for the county mayor position? Because county mayor position, and we we talked about on this show with my other mayors as well, it's the least authority of any, most of any responsibility. position. But most responsibility. What made you decide to jump into a role like that? Ain't figured it out yet. <laughs> no. I, uh, of course, like I said a moment ago, you know, I've been involved in volunteer fire department and uh, for many, many years. And, of course, I had a little bit of an incline, you know, inside of what government was all about. And uh, also uh, attended uh, county court uh, uh, commission meetings uh, for years. And... Uh, I just uh, got to the point where I thought that, you know, that I'd, I'd love to try to see if I could uh, be a part of helping uh, uh, make a difference. Not that, you know, that the, the county was in uh, any kind of bad situation or anything, but I just felt like, you know, that there were some things out there that you always have your own agenda. And when you get into these positions, your agenda don't matter a whole lot anymore because you find out there's a whole lot of other stuff out there that you got to uh, – 
uh, pay attention to before you can start working on your own personal agenda. And I know that we were discussing a moment ago, and I think uh, maybe we might touch on that before uh, we close today, uh, a jail situation. Yeah. And that was one of the big things that, you know, that uh, was on uh, my mind, uh, as well as uh, a courtroom. Uh, our county was under an ADA lawsuit um, court order, and that was one of the things. And I just wanted to, me and Pandora, that's my wife, we'd sat down and we talked about it a whole lot and everything, and and I told her, I think, uh, I'm going to give it a shot and see. And uh, the good Lord was uh, has blessed me. It's been a, it's a, it's been a rewarding experience. Uh, no doubt, it's it, it definitely has its challenges, and it's uh, but it's also you know it's 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 rewarding and uh, it's a, it's been a blessing to me. Well, you both do a good job, <clears throat> and of course, Brandon, you were chief deputy as we said before, but sheriff story didn't run in in 2010, and you and you ran. Yes, you got elected. What made you decide to take that jump from being a chief deputy? I mean, you could have obviously stayed there in that role, not ran to be sheriff. You could have just said, let somebody else take care of it. What What was it in you that said, hey, I want a, the chance to do this uh, position? Well, I started uh, employment under uh, Sheriff Cecil Anderson in 96. I worked for him for a short period of time until 1998, and Jerry Roten got elected. Um, I was chief deputy under Jerry Roten and uh, Sheriff James Story. Uh, and you know, working for three sheriffs, you, you get to see the, the the ways they run the office and the ways and, – and, and in my mind, I feel like I could do a few things a little different than the way they done it. So working for three different sheriffs really, I think, helped me uh, to prepare for the position. Um, shortly after getting hired by uh, Cecil, uh, I, I decided at that point that's what I wanted to do. You know, I, I want to try to help people and um, be the chief law enforcement officer of the county. Uh, it does uh, at times it's very challenging I get criticized uh, constantly <laughs> it's um you know people complain and fuss you know we don't have people uh deputies that's from the county well that's not an option anymore right. you know the applicants that applies are people that's wanting to get certified they they get certified and move on right. uh, and better themselves, better their families, and you can't blame someone for that. No, and I'm glad you brought that up, and we'll get to some of the budget stuff later, but as we said earlier, it's hard for you to keep employees, and, and when the own residents of Clay County are not applying, you've got to hire somebody from outside the county sure, because your job is to provide health uh, and, and safety for that county and, and a good, better, a quality of life for the citizens. You're listening to 94.1 News Talk F- FM. This has been Rogers with Trending. My guests today are Sheriff Brandon Boone and Clay County Mayor uh, Dale Reagan. We will be back and we'll talk about the budget, some of the trials and tribulations they both face coming into office, and we'll get to the jail. Welcome back. This is News Talk 94.1 FM and Trending and with Ben Rogers, your host. My guests are Sheriff, uh, the Sheriff from Clay County, Brandon Boone, and the Mayor from Clay County, Dale Reagan. I had them in today to mainly discuss about the uh, process of building a jail and, and something they've been discussing. But we want to talk about some of the, the problems you come into, uh, Dale, as you were elected mayor in 2006. And then, of course, Sheriff, you've been around the Sheriff's Office since 96 and became Sheriff in 2010. It hasn't been easy for either one of you since you've been in uh, that office holder. Um, what was the election process? Before I get into some of those things, what was the election process like for you, Dale, in 2006? I mean, you you'd mentioned you decided to run. You wanted to bring in a, a different uh, – see if you could do something to help is what you said. What was that process like? Because there's not a primary in Clay County. No, there's not. Uh, so there anybody that qualifies can run. So they could be 50 people basically run for mayor. Absolutely. And same with sheriff. What was that process like for you? Well, it was it- – 
it's definitely different, that's for sure. And I mean, you know, getting out into uh, it was kind of a, a little bit of a unique, unique situation for me because I, I've been working in manufacturing all my life and uh, uh, doing um, electrical work and stuff. And uh, I had, uh, unfortunately, I had pulled a um, muscle in my neck, which in return, it turned out to be a ruptured disc. So I had to have some surgery, neck surgery about that time. So uh, I was going to have to be off from work for uh, two or three weeks. So thought I'd take advantage of that and start campaigning. And uh, uh, I did that and, uh, of course, um, got started in about uh, April, May, uh, late April, early May. And uh, as you get on into the to the year, the uh, everybody is familiar with the summers around here. They get pretty hot. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, you, you get to meet a lot of folks. Uh, you think that you know a lot of the area. But you don't until you start hitting a lot of these back roads and stuff, and you get to see a lot of that. And uh, um, a few encounters with dogs was uh, one of the things <laughs> that you know that uh, – uh, and I've always uh, felt like I'm a pretty good friend of animals. Right. But uh, sometimes, you know, they, they do their job. Yep. You know, they take care of their domain. And um, dog bites hurts. Yep. And don't, they don't feel too good. Nope. But anyway, you have experiences like that. But but all in all, you know, it's 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 work. It is work. It is. It's absolutely work. I'd tell anybody out there if, if somebody says, "Oh, I I love it. I enjoy it. I, I wish I was doing it tomorrow." I'd I'd have to back up and I I don't know about yeah. that, you know, as far as that goes. But it is work, but it is uh you get an opportunity to meet folks and everything. And, uh, and times have changed a little bit, and, and, and Brandon, I want you to speak to that as well, but, uh, but people are not as fond of you knocking on their door as much as they used to be. No, they're not. You know, I, when I was a teenager, actually, a, a little boy, my uncle, he was also commissioner here in Putnam County. When he campaigned, he would drag my drag me. I mean, I probably didn't voluntarily go at 13, but I would go, and then I would love it, but – then they didn't mind you knocking on their door and my daddy would go and my brother and of course my my cousins and we'd go out through baxter and knock on doors and hand out cards and but times have changed people don't like us well i do remember one encounter i had with an older gentleman he he, he was upset at my uncle and you probably ran into this maybe for re-election i don't know and started using some bad language towards me about my uncle and of course my daddy heard it uh from the next door house and he come run over and he didn't have wasn't you know he stood stood up for me and my uncle but anyway you run into all kinds of encounters the door-to-door is is, is rare now it's getting it, it's it, rare it is and i think it's beginning to fade out somewhat because your your older generation they still want to see you right they want you to come most of them right do. younger ones no i don't think so and um and this day and time, and you can't blame them. I mean, as much uh, goes on anymore, uh, people coming up, uh, you know, and a lot of times you may be out to 8, 8 o'clock, 8.30 of a night, and somebody, you know, stranger walking up on your door and right. knocking on your door and everything, and uh, you still got to put forth an effort. And, uh, yeah, you uh, you got to have thick skin, that's for sure. And, and the younger people want to see you on Facebook and Instagram now and, uh, and instead of in person. Brandon, when you decided to run in 2010, same experiences. How, how did that go for you in that process? Well, starting the process, of course, was uh, nerve-wracking, you know, not knowing where to go, who to talk to, uh, not knowing all the connections of people, the family ties. <clears throat> I was young, didn't really know everybody. I, I, although I'd been there all my life, there's still a lot of people I didn't uh, know. But, uh, you know, the election night when I got elected was probably – 
the most humbling experience you'll ever have realizing that that many people support you and, and voted for you to put you in that position and, and, and the vote of confidence that the people had to, to put me there. It's, you can't describe that feeling. And, uh, I go back to that. I get frustrated on a day to day basis from situations at the jail and employment problems and, uh, employee problems. And, you know, I, I go back to that to try to bring myself around to right. thinking, you know, there is people out here that wanted me in this position to do the, the right thing. And, um, obviously, you know, my position, I get cr- criticized and scrutinized quite a bit, uh, for, you know, deputies arresting someone or deputies writing a ticket to someone. And of course, everybody thinks that they don't deserve a ticket or they don't need to go to jail or, well, they could give me a break. Um, you know, it's, it's not that easy, right. uh, trying to, make your deputies do their job, but yet sometimes you use a little common sense sure. in, in doing their job. Sure. But uh, the the le- whole election process is definitely an experience that, you know, I've heard people say, well, you, you've got it made. Well, you know, when you when you start knocking on doors, <laughs> and, and like the mayor said, dogs, you know, I've yeah. never been scared of dogs till election time. Right, right. Uh, and, and you can't. You can't injure or hurt someone's dog when you're asking them for a vote. <laughs> right. you, just, so, you have to stand there and take exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I had someone give me a, a can of maize one time, and they, I said, what's that for? I said, hit them dogs right in the face. Yeah. I said, no, 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 no. You don't do that. You sure don't want to do that, you know, hit somebody's. But, I mean, you know, and and my dad was one of the, uh, one of the ones that inspired me a whole lot and everything, and he said just uh, – uh, he said, if it's a good Lord's will, he'll put you there. Right. And if it ain't, you go on. Yep. And uh, I, that that stuck with me. And Pandora kept encouraging me with that all the way through each each election. And this is my – I've been blessed. This is my fourth term. Mm-hmm. And uh, she she's always there saying, listen, if it's not meant to be, it won't make, it won't happen. And uh, – her and Daddy has been and my and my kids both. You know, we I've had to, I had a good support team and everything, and uh, so uh, uh, it, it's an experience. And uh, I don't know that I'd want to encourage anybody if you've never done it to do it. But right. I, I tell you what, I would encourage everybody when it comes to like the sheriff said, you know, getting getting criticized a lot for different things. But I think it would do everybody, each citizen, uh, good if they served in at least one term in some capacity and. Uh, the public service, whether it be a county commissioner or whatever it may be, you know, because it's certainly it looks different when you're on the inside looking out than it is on the outside looking in. And I used to be one of those. Right. I know. Right. I, I mean, I was the same way. Yep. I, I was too. And uh, city council, uh, planning commission, airport boards, if you have that, some kind of board or committee, to, if you want to just get started, kind of opened your eyes up. Your family was supportive. I know Pandora very well. She's mm-hmm. a saint, mm-hmm. uh, absolute saint, you know, in my opinion. I've met your wife a couple of times. She was obviously supportive of you running for sheriff. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and it takes a, it takes your family and friends and a team to help you get through that. One of the things, um, they may have changed their mind once you got in your first year, especially yeah. with you, Dale, in 2006, you walked into not a complete financial mess because your general fund was actually in pretty good shape. And general funds were the sheriff's budget is, the ambulance and, and uh, all the other county offices. But the solid, solid waste, waste fund, yeah. uh, I believe, closed 2006 fiscal year with minus $46,000. Not positive 46000 <clears throat> but minus 46000 
And that was an immediate challenge for you. And when you and I first met, that's really the first thing we discussed is how do we get you out of the hole in solid waste? How did the county fix that cash flow problem in the solid waste department? We did. Uh, and like you said, even before I was sworn in, if you remember, we had a meeting. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time I guess I got to meet you. Sure. And um, uh, you brought up one of your... Uh, Gary Hayes. Gary. Mm-hmm. Uh, he come up and sat down with us as well. And uh, we were looking at it. And... Um, what we did, we had to uh, we had to move some funds around from the borrowed from the general fund right. to put over into solid waste fund and to do a, a transfer there to to get them back out and uh, hopefully you know we uh, were supposed to uh, uh, after a year or so pay that general fund back but right. uh, uh, we asked the comptrollers to uh, give us a permit uh, I guess. Uh, uh, forgiveness, forgiveness of that, mm-hmm. and so uh, got them back on track and give them. Uh, uh, I'm, I want to say that they're getting thirty, thirty-two cents, thirty-one cents of the debt of the property tax now, right. which they were just getting like uh, maybe eighteen cents or right. something like that. And so we increased that for them, and uh, then we were hit with uh, probably one of the largest property ta- tax rates that had ever been heard of. At seventy three cents that we had to do, yeah, and uh, we'll and we'll talk about that uh, in the next segment because I want I want to make sure it, not only was it a, a financial problem but may, maybe a leadership issue. And when you come in, and your leadership and your team, you got that solid waste department back to where it need to be. We'll discuss that more when we come back. You're listening to News Talk ninety four point FM and sixteen hundred AM. We'll be back in just a second. Welcome back to News Talk 94.1 FM and 1600 AM. This is Ben Rogers. You're listening to Trending. My guests are t- today are Clay County Sheriff and Mayor. Mayor's Dale Reagan. The Sheriff is Brandon Boom. Uh, Dale, we've been talking about your first year in office and the solid waste had a problem with the deficit and, and the comptroller's office. I worked with you uh, side by side on that, and, yep. and but I, I got to praise your leadership in that process. You were brand new county mayor. Uh, first time you'd been in a county office other than uh, being out in the, a fire chief in the f- volunteer fire department. But I got to praise your leadership. It, it was a financial problem, but it, I think it was a kind of a leadership management issue as well. When you come in, and the first thing we had to do is get that money over to get that fund balance and solid waste back to a positive, get you some operating capital so you could actually uh, operate and spend money and, and not go into the hole. Comptroller's office approved that. Uh, the money came from general fund. Comptroller's office says, you know what, y'all working hard. There's new leadership in town. We're going to forgive that debt. Tax rate went up 2007, mm-hmm. and as you mentioned before we left, 73 cents, uh, and then some of that went to solid waste. It did. And and that was necessary to get that back, but it also took you and, and that solid waste team to manage the money right. Yeah. Um, you look at 2007 to now, how's the solid waste department doing? They're doing great. They're doing fine. They've got uh, uh, the ended fund balance with about uh, right at $900,000, and uh, they're they're doing real well and uh, uh i you know and it did it, it wasn't nothing you know on one one person's part i mean it took a, a team effort there i mean uh even being a, a fire chief at a volunteer fire department i've had people say oh, boy you're a good chief no i ain't i mean it ain't hard to be a good chief if you got a, bu- a good bunch of indians following you mm-hmm. and uh i've got a good team uh don and lisa in the office as well as uh, the county commission work real well uh with me on that and and you, uh, man, with CTAST, uh, everybody was like you said. We were, we were shoulder to shoulder there, and you spent several days up there with us trying to get that worked out and everything. But 
solid waste is 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 doing well right now and uh, but it did put a strain on our general fund that had taken place and so we had to raise property taxes because we we were ending that uh, next physical year i think 07 08 physical year with a fund balance of about one hundred fifty thousand dollars, right, and uh, that's not going to work, you know, because right. you got to pay bills and everything, and that wouldn't hardly do you a month. But right. Anyway, uh, we were able to do that, and we did a uh, uh, revenue anticipation note that they let us do, uh, borrow the money to uh, from our debt service. Our debt service was, you know, pretty healthy, and uh, with your all's guidance and everything, we were able to. Uh, do a anticipation revenue note from from that to borrow some money to take back and and put over into until we got our property taxes coming in and everything. So, uh, Lord being our helper and everything, we were able to to get that pulled off and uh, doing doing well. But it's been you know it, it it's been you know we've had some uh, rough budget years and uh, we've been able to uh, to get through those and um, with the uh, uh, reappraisal years that have, you know, we hit about a couple of those, I guess, since I've been in office, maybe three, but, uh, we were able to, uh, the commissioners were able to make that decision that, uh, not to, uh, accept the state certified rate and keep the base rate at the, at the same, uh, I feel like is really what's helped us a lot and everything being able to, uh, uh, get to where we're at right now. And uh, I would have said three or four years ago that the tax rate at now, which is 310, um, is high and it, it's probably in the middle of the road now in the state of Tennessee because so many counties have, especially rural counties, have suffered. Uh, Putnam County's at 296 now, you know, and so you're, they're not far from 310. Um, it's just one of those things where property tax is the complete, that's the only thing the county commission has complete control of, so they use it to fund a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the county also has a will tax. We do. How much is the wheel tax in Clay County? Right now it's twenty five dollars, and that goes strictly into the general fund. Goes in general fund. So, and as as I said, the sheriff's office is out of the general fund, and and that's the biggest part of the general fund is the sheriff's office and the jail. It is, yeah. uh, and we're about to get into the jail, and we're going to talk about the cost of that. Uh, Brandon, you every year, and I'm I'm at budget meetings in Clay County, and I'm at the commission meetings where the budget's approved, and uh, you obviously have requests you need for yes. the commission. Uh, I will say they're not unreasonable, in my opinion. You you know, if you need more employees, you, you ask for it. If you need more vehicles, you ask for it. Uh, commissions work pretty well with you um, since you've been in. It just costs money to operate. It does. I have to say the, the commission is very uh, has been very good and very attentive to, to my needs. Um, I, I don't ask for something unless I need it. Um, and, you know, the, the the problem I think too sometimes is technology is moving forward, um, and, and we have to go along with that technology and and a lot of the computer programs and softwares that's available for jails and records management and stuff like that. And there's an expense to that, and uh, you know that sometimes causes budgets to to creep up uh, in certain line items. And that uh, just trying to stay ahead of the the technology game as far as the sheriff's office is com- concerned, it's it's very difficult because the the price of equipment and the price of uh, things for law enforcement seems to be sort of like the medical field. It seems to be higher than what it really needs to be. Right. Oh, yeah. I uh, would agree with that because I see it in my counties as well. Uh, the And we'll, we'll get into the jail shortly, but 
the county also utilizes a hotel motel tax, and I was there for that process, and yeah. that happened uh, just a few right before your second term started, mm-hmm. uh, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. The county commission had been talking, discussing this as well as of implementing a hotel motel tax, and people maybe listening say, well, they don't have a lot of hotels. Well, I don't know how many actual hotels you have, but I do know you have several boat docks, and marinas that lease out houseboats, uh, or you have park, you have state parks that rent out camping slips. Uh, those are those processes are able to charge hotel motel tax to those people utilizing a houseboat or staying in a camper. So a lot of times it, it it's a cost from people outside of the county. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a lot of tourists from from Indiana, Kentucky, and Illinois that come down to Del Hall Lake. They want to stay a weekend in a houseboat. Well, now the county's utilizing that uh, tourism to to add some money to the budget through hotel motel tax. That was not an easy process. Um, would you say that was been, has been beneficial, Dale, to the county since that was made in 2009, 2010? Oh, absolutely. It, it, it's helped us in our uh, economic development department. And um, before, we had a um, position that uh, was paid as an economic uh, consultant uh, position, and that was paid strictly out of the general fund. And uh, now it's being paid uh, – uh, with the funds that we, you know, are bringing in. Of course, the hotel motel tax goes into the general fund, but it's then it's, you know, it's it's distributed out as as, it, as it's supposed to be because uh, the way that we got that passed was the, that that money could be spent on uh, tourism and economic development. And so that took care somewhat of a burden off of the general fund because that consultant's pay was coming out of the general fund. Now it's, you know, some money's going back in there for that purpose and everything. So... Yeah, it wasn't an easy task. Uh, I think that uh, uh, the commissioners, uh, they voted on that several different times before Mm -hmm. they all, and that had to be voted on, had to be voted and passed by two readings. And uh, so it, uh, and then we negotiated the the amount a couple of times. Uh, We started out at 5%, and then they finally came back and negotiated down to 2.5. So that's what it is now in Clay County, 2.5. And and you mentioned something a moment ago, Ben, about, uh, the particular uh, type of uh, tax it is, I, I I like to consider it and refer to it as a privilege tax sure. because that's basically what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's your folks coming in, and uh, we have the marinas there in in the county that uh, has motels and they have cabins and they and like you mentioned, they have houseboats and stuff too. Using that money to pay for uh, the uh, chamber uh, position and, and the economic development in the com- the county has enabled you to free up other money in the general fund, maybe to help the sheriff out or other offices. So it, it's it was directly used for tourism and, and economic development, but there was money already being used for that, so you replaced it with this hotel motel tax, which is beneficial. Have you seen people less people come in the county because of this tax? No, I have not. It's very rare, and I get asked that for counties that don't have a hotel motel tax, and there's very few now that don't. But they're like, well, we think it's going to change our tourism. I said, well, you need to call Clay County Mayor Dale Reagan, and he can tell you that it's not changed his tourism. So uh, just just want to bring that up. Tony, and if I may, and sure. I'm, I'm sorry to butt in on you like that, but one of the things that you know that we we did have brought up to us that, well, uh, it's you've not got as many tourism as tourists coming in as you did before you did that. Well, you got to understand whenever we got that put into place was in one of the worst economical downtimes ever was. It wasn't because of the tax, the hotel-motel tax. It was just people were, were cutting back, you right. know, because we went into a, a sort of a semi-depression and everything. So, 
But uh, no, it, it's uh, our marina owners now. Um, most of them don't think anything about that. I mean, right. it's just uh, they just it's it's something that flows through their their department. And um, I, I keep asking people, I said, when you go vacationing somewhere, you know, where you go to the mountains or wherever you go, refer to the mountains a whole lot. Uh, do you call ahead and ask them if they got a hotel motel tax? You don't do that, no. and you just go. I mean, because if you're planning a vacation, you don't got that figured out. I'm going to spend this much anyway, right. so it helps. And and me and you talked a lot about you know what else kind of what can I do out there? What what other kind of revenues is out there that we might be able to tap into? And then, of course, that was one of the things that. But it wasn't an easy task. I mean, that had to. I was told. I was informed from the. At the state level down there, that uh, one of the attorneys down there told me said, "When you start this mayor, said you better, you better in your resolution have this written up to where it's going to go for economic development, tourism, and if sure. you do that, they won't lobby against you that right. hard and everything." Right. And and she was right. Yeah. I mean, it, it it went through. When the commissioners did their part, uh, the state did their part. That's right. You're listening to Trending News Talk 94.1 FM and 1600 AM. When we come back for our next segment, we will talk about the jail and the discussion of the jail being built or going to be built in Clay County. Welcome back to Trending on News Talk 94.1 FM and 1600 AM. This has been Rogers. My guests today are Sheriff Brandon Boone from Clay County and Mayor from Clay County, Dale Reagan. We've been discussing their roles in the county and, and how they got to where they are and some of the financial uh, processes the counties went through since they've been in office. The biggest discussion probably for both of you since you've been in off and on has been the new jail. And I got to share the story about the current jail uh, because in rural counties in Tennessee, their jails look a lot different than bigger counties. And when you go throughout Tennessee and you go through a small county, the jail could be uh, in the Pickett County. It's on the top of the courthouse. Uh, which is unique now, uh, could be in a, a small little metal building or whatever in another county. In Clay County, it's in the house. And so I got to tell this story. My former executive director at CTAS, Mike Garland, he's since retired. And I, you, I think y'all both remember this because you were already sheriff. But he wanted to come to Clay County. He hadn't been there in years. He'd been at CTAS almost 40 years and wanted to come. He said, hey, let's just go go talk about the jail or go look at the jail. And so I called John set up and said, you know, hey, he wants to come by. And we pulled in, and, and he said uh, – he said, Bud, he said, I thought we was going to the jail. I said, well, we're here. He said, well, this is a house. I said, uh, yeah, I know. This is the jail. This is the sheriff's office in the jail. He goes, what? I said, yeah, Mike, that's, that's the way it is. A lot of my counties, he goes, we need to get them some help down here. And I said, we, I've been trying. I've been trying. So, Sheriff, tell me about your jail right now, just, just in a broad scope. It's in a house, and how long has it been there? I mean, uh, Records indicate 1963 is when it was constructed. Uh, the sheriff then lived in the in the at the jail uh, with his family. Um, my office is a bedroom in the sheriff's house. Um, one bedroom is the evidence room. Another bedroom is the chief deputy's room, and the living room is my secretary. And of course, we have some storage there too. But and uh, so it, it is a unique building. Um, and a unique facility, we currently do not house any females in Clay County, have not since 2006. Now, we have uh, temporarily had them in the floor and, you know, there for a couple of days until we try to find house, housing for them. But uh, currently we have inmates housed in about six different counties. Um, that varies. Uh, we've got them as far as Hamilton County. Um, we transported two inmates yesterday from Hamilton County for court. Um, 
So it's a really a lot of people don't understand the uh, logistics in trying to uh, prepare for court and pr- try to find out where this inmate's at, that inmate's at. Um, you know, we got them in Robertson County. That's a two-hour, fifteen-minute one way. So um, we're we're definitely in desperate need of a jail. Uh, have been for a long time. Uh, you know, when I took office in 2010, um, I just really uh, wanted to uh, improve the place and, and work towards getting a jail because my employees are the ones that suffer. Uh, they're the ones that's having to work in it every day, deal with the, the, the situations of uh, some of it not being safe conditions. And uh, so, and, and we are as a county moving forward. Uh, we've made more progress in the last little bit than, than ever before. Uh, you know, I, I when I was getting some uh, uh, some papers prepared for TCI, um, we have to go before them every year uh, at a board meeting and basically tell them what our progress is. Uh, I had to prepare a bunch of pictures and 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 things for them, and and one of the the pictures is a newspaper article from 1986. And, and headlines in the 1986 newspaper was county commission planning on building a new jail. So uh, we still ain't got that new jail. <laughs> That's 1986. That's 1986. Jail was built in 62. 63. 63. Yeah. And you mentioned three bedrooms. Three We're talking bed. about a house, folks. Uh, three bedrooms, a living room. How many deputies do you have? Not not correction officers, but how many deputies do you have? I have nine patrol deputies. I have three school resource officers. Uh, Chief Chief deputy and myself. So you have three bedroom, sheriff's office, jail, and a living room. And in one bedroom, you have your office. One bedroom is chief deputy. One bedroom is evidence. A living room is where your secretaries. Where do the deputies work? They, there is a lower office uh, that was added on to the. Uh, I couldn't tell you what year it was added on. It was prior to my uh, employment there, um, but it's just it's sort of a it's like a little basement area on the back of it. Um, it's just a two little two little desk inside that little office for the deputies to do the reports and uh, uh, so. Do, then, do your deputies also serve as investigators, or do you have do. separate investigators? I have one investigator now, but it's dual roles. They, uh, being as small as we are, uh, I can't just say that this person's just an investigator. We don't have that luxury of letting that person just do that. Now the jail, the actual <clears throat> holding cells, is located where. It's actually behind the sheriff's house. It's the, uh, it's all built together. It's just, uh, uh, it's in the very back part of the office, and uh, you know we, uh, it's fourteen beds. Um, the the kitchen is a residential kitchen, just like for a house. It's not, it's very small. Um, it's got a regular stove in it, four eye stove, um, washer and dryer is a regular washer and dryer that runs twenty four seven. You know, we don't have anything industrial as far as the equipment that, that operates the jail. So it's challenging sometimes uh, for our cook to, to prepare a meal for 30 inmates or 25 or whatever's in-house. Today's 22 here, 22 housed outside the county. Um, so yeah, yeah, 44 total. 44 today. Okay. And that's that, our numbers are down a little bit. We've actually been running close to 60 on a regular basis. I was going to uh, say, I know when I frequently ask you or Dale how many you have today and, and 60 to 70 total and 30 in or 40 in, 40 out and 22 <clears> in or 20 in. And that's just, it's, and, and I've 
like I said, worked for y'all 13 years. And it's still overwhelming to me to think about it. And it was my boss at the time because when we went in, he's, you know, there's your office to the left and um, your, your, your corrections officers. How many correction officers do you have? We have nine. And, and that's, that's something that's unique about Clay County is our correctional officers are 911 operators. Uh, and dispatchers all the same. So now I was going to bring that up. They serve dual roles. They do, and and, and most counties have their nine one one center totally separate. Um, that that's all they do. So mm-hmm. I I have to give hats off to my people because they're doing dual roles and they're not even being paid really what the the actual average dispatcher or average correction officer is making. Right. Um. So it's a I I, I try my best to to work with them and and do everything we can for them because. It's hard to find people. You, a lot of times, you can find an employee to do one, to do the jail side, and or you can find someone to do the dispatch side. But it's hard to find that person that can that can do both roles uh, because it's it's very uh, hands on and uh, a lot of multitasking at times. Because you're booking someone in and nine one one goes off, you you sort of got to drop the the booking in process and pick up the phone and do the nine one one. Um, and you know, you've been there and you know that, uh, there's not a holding cell. So we're, we're temporarily shacking them to a bench until we can get the booking process done. Um, and you know, we've got ladies sometimes that's shackled in a bench in the front lobby because our dispatch centers, uh, the, the correction side too. And so they're, they're standing in the front lobby hearing what's going on. It's, it's just not a very good situation. And, and the, the, as times change, we've got to change with them. Well, and, and I'm going to have you both back next week to continue talking about this. We've got about two and a half minutes uh, for today, but I, and I want to continue talking about it. But there's so much to discuss about the jail and a, a sheriff's office in Clay County because it's been a big topic for for both of you for years. And since actually 1986, even before we all came in, and um, you're, you're just a child at that point in time, but it's been going on about building a new jail, and it just hasn't happened. There's, and there's reasons why it hasn't happened. Money is obviously is the big issue. But Tennessee Corrections Institute uh, with the state, mm-hmm. they talk to you both regularly. Uh, Mayor, what what's the conversation like when one of them reach out to you or the Department of Corrections? What is that conversation with them like discussing the jail in Clay County? Well, one of the things that – and I know that they, they work real well with the sheriff. And, and like the sheriff said, me and him has to go down and and uh, have a, a pleasant visit with them every year uh, down there at the state and to show them, you know, the progress that's being made and uh, – Working under our plan of action, and uh, that's one of the things that they uh, they have been real good to, to work with us. And I know uh, uh, Will and uh, Bob both have come up and and sat in with the county commissioners and uh, talked with them on different occasions and stuff about different scenarios and stuff to look at. And um, uh, they've all worked real well with us. And but we, you know, I've been in the office now for uh, a little over thirteen years, and. Uh, our um, grand jury reports, they have to do a report every time they meet, and one of their duties is to tour the jail. And uh, um, just about every report that I've got since I've been in office is that uh, we need a jail. We need a jail. Jail needs to be improved, and, and the only way you can do that is to build another facility. And, and those are the citizens out there that serves on that grand jury. And uh, so they're they're telling us, hey, we understand. We need this. And uh, – now, you mentioned there a moment ago one of the things that uh, big holdup is funding. And uh, 
that's that's where Katie, you know, barred the door whenever you come to trying to figure out, you know, what you're going to have to do and everything. So, uh, but with, as far as the state goes, they've they've really been well work well with us, and and the sheriff and his staff down there, they do an outstanding job with what they've got to work with. And I know he mentioned, you know, that females and stuff that we can house no females down there now, but uh, occasionally he has to has to hold on to some till he gets somewhere else to to put them. And uh, they're not being mistreated. It's right. just an inconvenience. Right. And uh, so, uh, but he's like I said, you know, they're they're doing a good job. I think. And I'll stop you there for today's show because you're going to come back obviously next week, and, and we'll talk more about the female inmates and how many you have. Uh, you've been listening to Trending on News Talk 94.1 FM. Join me next week as we'll continue discussions in Clay County about the jail and the funding of the jail and what's going on and what's the latest over the last 12 months in Clay County. This has been Rogers, and this is Trending.